I bless the Lord this morning just for what he's doing because he's a God who's just so pure. He's so true. He speaks and everything he speaks comes to pass. Amen. And I love the Lord today and I just bless him. And God, we ask you this morning now again, let the word go forth with an anointing that breaks and destroys you. Give me clarity that I may hear what it is that you have to say. Give me the words to speak that I may share what it is that you want to say. And Lord, let our hearts be open to hear, to receive. Let the heart be fertile that we may grow up in you. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. Amen, amen, amen. We have been talking for the last two weeks, the last few weeks rather, about the kingdom about the kingdom of God, amen? Walking in the spirit and the, uh, living in the spirit. And what we've learned, Bishop Ed taught a few weeks about life in the spirit. And we've been talking about the kingdom of heaven and also as opposed to even the kingdom of this world. And so, and, and the kingdom of darkness as opposed to the kingdom of light. And so what we're going to go just a little bit further. Last week I taught on kingdom ambassadors, but this week I'm going to talk simply on kingdom lifestyle. And what I, I've come to realize is that a lot of times we can't live something that we don't know. If we don't know something, we can't live it. But the, Jesus said that he was going away and he was going to send us another comforter. And that comforter was going to come and live on the inside of us. He was going to lead us and he was going to guide us into all truth. And that comforter is the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we bless him this morning because of who he is, because of, 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 of what he's doing in our lives. We bless him for the sure word of prophecy that he's giving us. And that sure word of prophecy is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I bless the Lord this morning. So let's let's go before let's let's really get into the word this morning because I I've got a little ways I want to go. And and I want to make sure I get there all right. All right, I want you praying with me this morning. Amen. I want you to remember, I believe it was in the late 80s. I believe it was around 85, uh, maybe to 94, 1985 to 1984, there was a television program that came on. And this program was called The Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous. I used to love that TV program. The show highlighted and, and, and it showcased the extravagant lifestyle that people, uh, whether they were business moguls, they may have been athletes, well, very wealthy people, whoever they were from whatever, however, however they had acquired their wealth, it showcased their lifestyles. I don't know if you remember this, but in, in this show, on this particular TV program, I believe that the host's name was Robin Leach. And he talked, he would, he would go all over the world, different places in the world. And some people had gold and toilet seats and they had yachts probably as long as my house or longer and how they had their private jets and they had just extravagant homes and extravagant lifestyles. And they spent just money, money, spending money was no object. And during that time, my husband and I, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And I would watch that show. I used to love to watch that show. And I would, I, I must admit, I would say in my heart, boy, I wish, you know, I would say, I wish maybe if I had just a little bit or if I had this or I've had that, but that was their lifestyle. That was their lifestyle. A lifestyle is the interests, the opinions, the behaviors and the behavioral orientations of an individual of a group or culture. Those were he Robin Leach was highlighting the, the 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 lifestyle as the show was called of the rich and the famous. 
it was nothing for them maybe to have breakfast in New York and um, lunch in Paris and you know, it was oh, dinner in, I should say dinner in Paris and it was nothing for them to jet set just around the world. And here I am, here we were here struggling to pay the light bill. We were in, in, in we were going through some hard times financially back then. And, and I'm sitting here looking at TV, at, uh, on the TV, at people who had more than enough to take care of their life. And they lived a different lifestyle. I want to, I'm talking about this morning, the lifestyle of the kingdom or kingdom lifestyle. In the past few weeks, we've been talking about the two kingdoms. We came from Colossians 1 and 13, where we were talking about the kingdom of that. We've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And we've talked about the fact that we, that walking in the spirit and, 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 and the, the kingdom of light is the spirit and how walking in the spirit, we portray different character. We have a different culture. We have a different lifestyle than the kingdom of darkness. The king of the, of the kingdom of light is God, whereas Satan is the ruler in the kingdom of darkness. So there is a whole altogether different lifestyle in the kingdom. Just like there was a different lifestyle or is a different lifestyle of the rich and the famous, so there is then from people who are not rich and famous, let me say that, there is a different lifestyle for people who are walking, who are, who are citizens, I should say, of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. We want to talk about the lifestyle of those who are in the kingdom of light. Jesus came for a specific purpose. He came, yes, to set the captive free, but he came to introduce and to demonstrate the lifestyle of the kingdom of light. He came into this world, into this dark world, because men had been separated from God. Sin had separated, because of Adam's sin, men and women had been separated from God. The Bible says we were born in sin and, and shaped in iniquity. And in sin, where we conceive, it's a it was a total different kingdom, a total different lifestyle. But with the coming of Christ, he came to show us the kingdom of heaven, which is the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of light. I want us to see this. After Jesus was baptized and after he went through the wilderness experience, he, the Bible says in, 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 in Matthew, the fourth chapter, that he went all over Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and demonstrating, and he demonstrated the kingdom lifestyle. He demonstrated the kingdom lifestyle. And I want us to look at this. I, I, I really want you to see and understand what that means. If you look in Matthew, start at the fifth chapter, the fourth, the fifth chapter, the fifth chapter, where Jesus sat down and he began to teach. And he sat on the rock and he taught the multitude. He, they, they call it the Beatitudes. But that message that he taught was the message of the kingdom. He was teaching the lifestyle of the kingdom. In other words, he said, we can eat, let's just, let's go to this was not on my, on my, on my, uh, in my message on this morning, but I want to just go there. We'll just up over that for just a little bit. He would, he told them a altogether different lifestyle. What he said 
let's just look at there. In verse three, and I, I know this, this is not where I was going, so she's not going to put this on the screen for you. He said in verse three, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, meek folks, humble people, they will inherit the kingdom. They, the kingdom of heaven belong to them. He said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And he talked about a different lifestyle in that same message. In that same message, he taught people, he told people to forgive. He told them that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. He taught them in verse seven, and I think this is so important. He taught them, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You see, in the Old Testament, they were taught an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It wasn't that Jesus was coming to, to uh, get to do away with the law, no, but he came to teach them the spirit of the law. He came to show them the heart and the mind of heaven, of the Father, which was in heaven. He came to show them kingdom lifestyle the character of the kingdom and the character of the kingdom is love mercy i don't want to get ahead of myself i'm I, I, i'm trying to, i'm if i have to calm it down because i'm gonna get ahead of myself he showed them in that one message that the 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 kingdom lifestyle is totally different from the lifestyle or the king that's in the kingdom of this world. Then in Matthew, the sixth chapter, the ninth and the 10th verse, he still, he taught them this, the same message now. He taught them this. The disciples had gone to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, Master, teach us to pray. And Jesus said this, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. He taught them, he said, our father, which art in heaven. Hallow, we, are, we, know, we know this. We had to learn when we were young. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want to stop there because I want us to see here. Let's just kind of look at this. He said, thy kingdom come. But then he said, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Everything in heaven is holy. Everything in heaven is righteous. There's order in heaven. There's peace in heaven. There is righteousness in heaven. There's joy in heaven. There is a different lifestyle. In heaven, there is no death. In heaven, there is no sorrow. It's a different lifestyle altogether in the kingdom of light than it is here in the kingdom of darkness. Romans, the 14th chapter, and the seven, starting at the 17th verse, says this. For, and it's on the screen there. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that, <laughs> for he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. It's a whole lot in those three scriptures. I want us to look first of all, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. In other words, it's not natural stuff. It's not natural things. It's not, it says meat and drink, but not just meat and drink, but the kingdom of God is not how much money I have in the bank. It's not how much, how big my house is. 
It's not like the lifestyle of the rich and famous because there are people who are who have a whole heap of money in the bank. There's people whose houses, my house is, is the garage. <laughs> the size of my house is like their garage. But it does not mean that they're in the kingdom of God. Often, we got, we got mixed up somewhere along the line in Christendom because often we tend to think the more you have is the more holy you are. Or the more you have, that, that denotes you have a great relationship with God. No, there are people who have things and stuff who have relationship with God. And there are people who have nothing and have relationship with God. There are people who have things and stuff who don't have relationship with God. And there are people who have things and stuff and, and do have a relationship with God. So it's not dependent on natural things. But the, that does not define the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to see that it's in the Holy Ghost. That's important. A lot of times we think, we think, and, and I'm just going to go through the, through peace and joy quickly because I, I want us really kind of hover over righteousness this morning. The word tells us he would keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds stayed on him. He would keep us in perfect peace. That's Isaiah the 26th chapter in the third verse. If we keep our minds stayed on him. In other words, it's not a, I got to keep my mind on Jesus. No, no. But remember, we live in him. But if we, if we are cognizant and mindful that he's in us, cognizant and mindful that we've been translated from darkness to light, Cognizant and mindful of his word and what his word is and praising him and blessing him and worshiping him, he will keep us in perfect peace. And then there is a peace that passes understanding. The world can't understand this peace. The world doesn't understand the peace that we have. Hallelujah. And I want to let's look at joy quickly. A lot of times people think that joy and happiness is the same thing. Mm -mm. But the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. It didn't say righteousness, peace, and happiness. Happiness is it comes about because of something that from the outside. It could be somebody brought you a gift. Oh, I'm happy, 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 happy. Somebody said something nice to you. Happy, 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 happy. But it does not mean that you have joy down on the inside. You can smile over this thing right here that they gave you. But then when this is, when you put this down and you may be so grateful for this, but it doesn't satisfy the longing down in your soul. Joy is the thing that satisfies us <laughs> down on the inside. Sheryl Crow wrote a song. And in that song, there is a, is a line that says, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. It makes you, if it makes you happy, then why are you so sad? A lot of times we get it twisted because this made me happy. We feel that, oh, I've got joy. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Joy is, is, a, is a choice. It's not, it, it, it's something that gives you hope that something's going to change. It's a peace, it's, it's, it's contentment on the inside. You feel empowered. It's, and it's not situational. It's not based on what someone out here does for me. Joy comes from the inside. It's from the inside and it will spring up. What's on the inside will show on the outside. Hallelujah, Jesus. So that's, uh, that's peace and joy. But like I said, I want to hover over righteousness this morning. Let's look, what is righteousness? There in an article named What is Righteousness, that makes sense, doesn't it? Philip Wijaya, that's his last name, wrote, he said this, righteousness is the quality 
of being right in the eyes of God. It includes character, which is nature, conscience, your attitude, conduct, your actions, and command, which is your word. He said righteousness is therefore based upon God's standards. Righteousness is based upon God's standards. That kind of hit me when he said it really kind of hit me close. It's based on God's standards. It's not how I feel. It's not how I think. It's not how you think. It's what God says. It's the standard that God has set. And you know something? God's standard does not change based on situations. God's, if God's standard is here, it doesn't matter what is happening. It doesn't matter what's going on. His standard never changes. An easy way to say this is that righteousness is simply walking the word. Walking and doing the word. Because the word is the standard of God. Righteousness starts with the heart. It is a product of being in and maintaining a right relationship with God. We have, if we want to be righteous, our relationship hmm, hmm, with God has to be maintained. In other words, I can't play hopscotch or jump rope back and forth. Jump rope with my relationship with God, trying to jump and do righteousness over here today. And tomorrow I'm going to jump over here and act like I'm in the kingdom of darkness. Mm -mm. Either I'm in the kingdom of light or I'm in the kingdom of darkness. But if I'm in the kingdom of light, I've got to live according to the lifestyle and the standards of the kingdom of light. Philip Wijaya said, he said this, and in, in his definition, he said that righteousness is the quality of being right in the eyes of God, including character. What is righteous character? A lot of times we think doing a good deed is righteous character. We think saying I'm sorry, I'm sorry is righteous character. Or you... <laughs> Somebody does something to you. No, 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 no. Let me flip that. You do something to somebody. And rather than saying, I'm sorry, you bake them a cake. So now you feel justified because, or you feel like it's okay because you did a good deed toward the person that you're wrong. That's not righteousness. Righteousness comes from the heart. Righteousness is the standard and it's the lifestyle of the kingdom. It is a product of being in and maintaining that right fellowship and right relationship with God. Righteous character is not judged by deeds. I remember years ago, Bishop Ronald Brown preached, preached a message he said the B is in the do. When he said, I understood what he preached in the message, but I didn't understand how, and I've, I've thought about that title for years, but I'm, I'm learning more and more. The B righteous is the do from what's on the inside. The B righteous is what we, we, what comes from what's on the inside, what's in our heart. Righteous character is, is demonstrating, thank you, Holy Ghost, is demonstrating the fruit of the spirit from the heart. See, I can demonstrate it. I can demonstrate love. I can buy you something. Joy. I can act like, who? I'm so joyful. 
I can act like I'm peaceful. I can act like I'm suffering long. I can act like I'm gentle and that I'm good and that I'm, I have faith and meekness and temperance. I can act like that. But if it's not coming from the heart, it's not real righteousness. It's not real righteousness if there has not been a change in the heart. Paul wrote to the church, to the Colossians. He wrote this. He said this in Colossians, the first chapter and the ninth and 10th verse. I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. He said this, for this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom with insight into his purposes and in understanding of spiritual things. Let me just do a sidebar right here to leaders. If there are any leaders on, and I know there are, we have to pray for our people. The people whom, when I say our people, understand they're God's people, but the people to whom, over whom God has given us the, to watch. It's our responsibility to pray for the people. Look what Paul said here. He said, we have not stopped praying from you for you since the day that we heard it. He, they're saying they're praying daily for the people. Help us, Lord. Help us as leaders to be this kind of leader. Not, oh, look at what they're doing now. Oh, God. No, help us to pray for the people. If we pray for them more, there could be things that they don't get into. Or they would grow more in God. Or God would give us more wisdom as to how to deal in and out of people's lives. Then he tells them next. And look at verse 10. And this is why he's praying. He said, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity. That you would display, walk worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage and personal integrity to fully please him in all things bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing in knowledge in the knowledge of God with deeper faith clearer insight and fervent love of his precepts now that's a prayer that's a prayer. He's praying that they will display the character, or rather, not just the character, but the kingdom lifestyle. Displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity. You know what integrity is? When you'll do the righteous or the right thing, there's a difference of right and righteous, but when you'll do the righteous thing, when nobody is looking, when nobody is looking, that's integrity. That's the lifestyle of the kingdom. I saw something online the other day. This little boy found this man's wallet. It was his neighbor's wallet. He could have took the money out and threw the wallet down or put the wallet back, but he, he showed his dad and he, as a matter of fact, his father was out of work. He had gotten, he had had COVID. He got, he was out of work, and he, the father, he, the father was doing better, but he had lost his job as a result of it. He showed his father the, the wallet. They, the father looked in it, found it was his neighbor's wallet. They, he went over and gave it to him, and Rick did it, did on the ring, you know, he had a ring doorbell, and he gave it to him. And he said, let, let me see. He said, I only have $2 to give you. He said, everything was in the wallet. He said, I only have $2 uh, cash. He said, well, let me just give you this. But then they wanted to even do more for him. So they found out, uh, they, they took the ring and he, they sent it around, the picture around, find, asked if they knew it, found out who's one of his neighbors, da, 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 da. And they raised for that family, I think like $10,000 to help them because the father, like I said, the father was out of work. 
So I, I say that to say this, integrity is what you do when people not looking. You don't know how God will reward you for integrity, for your integrity. We as kingdom, we as citizens of the kingdom of light, we have to have integrity. We have to be honest people. People are watching us. People are watching us. I don't want to get ahead of myself. How does one be, let me, let me go here. How does one become righteous? We cannot manifest righteous character without having the spirit of God on the inside. We cannot, we can do righteous deeds. We can act like we're righteous, but without the spirit of God on the inside, we cannot be righteous. We cannot manifest righteous character without the Holy Ghost. We must always ensure that our heart is in, is in right fellowship with God. Because if we're in right fellowship with God, then we won't, it just won't be deeds. We have to have him on the inside. We have to have him on the inside. And not only do we have to have him on the inside, but we also have to make sure that we're in right fellowship with him. The Bible tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Anything we're trying to do outside of him is it only the best it can amount to. It didn't say it was nothing, but it's like filthy rags. It's like filthiness, filthy rags. That's righteousness that's done through the flesh. But the prophet Ezekiel, he prophesied in Ezekiel, the 36th chapter in the 27th verse, he said this. He prophesied this to the people of God, and I want us to listen to this closely. He said, I will put my spirit within you. This is the Lord God talking. God was talking to the people. He said, I'm going to put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and keep my command, my judgments and do them. To walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. God said that he would give us what we need in order to be righteous. He said he was going to put it on the inside of us. And with what we need on the inside, then we can manifest righteous character. Remember, Jesus said this. He told the disciples, he says, I'm going away. This is in John, what, 14, 15, 16. I'm going away. He said, but I'm going to send you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to lead you and guide you into all truths. So Jesus went away. The comforter has come. The Holy Spirit has come. And now he's at salvation. He comes in and he lives in us. He he's on the inside of us, so he will enable us and empower us to do what is righteous. And not just to do what is righteous, but to be righteous. To be righteous. At salvation, he came in. But it's now our responsibility to surrender to that power that's on the inside. Surrender ourselves, the leading and the guiding of our lives to the power of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of us. We don't understand. We have no clue of the magnitude 
of the power that's on the inside of us. But there is great power in us. All we've got to do is fellowship with him in this temple. Yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. The more we submit or yield to the Holy Spirit from the heart, the more righteousness we will produce. Because what happens, we increase. Our flesh it decreases rather, and he increases. But we've got to make that decision to yield to the power of the spirit that's on the inside. We don't even have a clue of the greatness that's on the inside of us. We don't have a clue. The same power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in every one of us who know him as Lord and Savior. But all he's asking us to do is to surrender and yield this body. Yield this body over to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. God gave us what we need to produce what he wants. Everything we need for us to produce righteousness came into us when the Holy Spirit came in. We have now simply, we have to simply rather yield to the Holy Spirit. He gave us his, the spirit. He gave us the power. He gave us the ability to be righteous. All we have to do, I'm saying it again, is yield to the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he has to say from the inside. Years, years, years ago, Zenith, there was a, a name brand. They made televisions. They made radios. This is years ago. I'm, somebody has bought them since then, but they had a slogan. Bishop Ed was talking about this in Bible study on Thursday night. Zenith, it said that the slogan was, the quality must go in before the name goes on. He said this the other night. And I said, my God, look at that righteousness. The spirit must come in. Before we are called, we can be called righteous. The quality, the quality, the, the good stuff has to be on the inside before it can be seen on the outside. We can't just be called children of God without the Holy Spirit. The word tells us in Romans, it said, without my spirit, you're none of mine. God said, we don't even belong to him. If we don't have the spirit, so the quality, the good stuff, the power has to be on the inside before we can even operate in kingdom lifestyle. Bishop Ed said this, he said, real righteousness comes from the inside as a result of the work that's been done on the inside. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Jesus in me. It's the God in me. It's the Holy Spirit in me. He, Jesus said, he said he was going away. He said, but then I'm going to come again. I'm going to come into you. He said, the Holy Spirit, but I'm coming. The Holy Spirit is in us. The Godhead bodily, the fullness of the Godhead is in us. All he's asking us to do is yield and submit to the power that's on the inside of us. Remember, I talked to you about lifestyle of the rich and famous. Lifestyle of the rich and famous. I sat there many weeks, many weeks, and watched and wanted a lifestyle different than what I was living. I wanted to be able to pay my bills on time. I wanted to be able to take care, you, you know, I wanted a, a better living condition that we had not that it was so bad bad but i want it better because i 
I saw something greater. I said, whoa, it'd be nice to be able to fly to Europe. It'd be nice to go buy what I want. Don't have to always budget for this or budget for that. It would be nice. That program exposed people to a whole different way of life. I want us to see something. Matthew, the fifth chapter and the 16th verse says this. Jesus still in that same Sermon on the Mount, that same Sermon on the Mount, that first, his first sermon where he was, where he was uh, introducing kingdom lifestyle, he said this, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. He said, let your light shine. So, so shine before men, so they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Just like we were, those watching that program was exposed to the lifestyle of the rich and famous. Those in darkness need to be exposed to kingdom lifestyle. There are people who are walking in gross darkness. It's dark out here. It's dark. People don't know what to do and it's getting darker and darker every day. It's dark. I'm not here this morning to describe the darkness, but I'm here this morning to say those of us who are in the kingdom lifestyle, who, who have the, the power on the inside and <laughs> who live in the kingdom and are citizens of the kingdom of God, we must let our light shine. So men and women in darkness who are looking for hope, there are people who are looking for hope and don't know where to go. They come, they entertain, we entertain them every day. They entertain us every day, but don't even know. They have no clue that we have on the inside of us what they need. We have on the inside of us what they need. And they don't even have a clue. Why? Because we're not letting the kingdom lifestyle. We're not living the kingdom lifestyle. We're acting though as though we don't want people to know we're among the rich and the famous. Some people have on that show flaunted their wealth. But then you find some people, I've read stories about how this one person, she died, this one lady, died in this apartment, this small apartment, died of starvation, wealthy. She didn't live the life that she could have lived for whatever the reasons, I don't know. But all I do know is she was living beneath what she could have lived. And we've got to be so careful that those of us who are citizens of the kingdom, we need to stop and look and see, are we manifesting the kingdom lifestyle? There are people who are hungry for this. They want to know if God is real. They want to know that is there any hope? They told some, some people are saying, they told me that God is real, but I can't find nobody who can show me that he really changes lives. The kingdom lifestyle. Those of us in the kingdom, it's our responsibility to let this life, the life and the light that's on the inside of us 
to let it start shining on the outside. We've got to surrender to the power on the inside of us. Men and women need what we have. They need what we have. In order for us to surrender, we've got to stop chiding with God. We've got to stop chiding with the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. We've got to stop saying no to the Holy Spirit. We're talking kingdom lifestyle. We're talking kingdom lifestyle. We're saying no to the power that spoke the world into existence. We're saying no to God who wants us. I'm talking God, yeah. I'm not talking about mom and them. I'm not talking, talking about my cousins or my sisters or my brother. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about God. And we're telling God no. We're saying no to God as opposed to giving him or allowing him rather to live life through us. You know what the secret is to submission? And the secret is to letting our light shine. It's called simple Playing obedience. From iPhone. It's called simple obedience. Simple obedience. His yes becomes our yes. And his no becomes our no. Whatever he says to do, do it. The more we yield to the Holy Spirit, the more righteousness will be seen. Because what will happen is we will continue to decrease and he will continue to increase. Oh, yes, he will. Because we have the power on the inside. Paul wrote to the Philippians. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can go through, we can obey. His no will be our no. His yes will be our yes. And we won't chide back and forth. The more we yield to the spirit, the more we submit to him day by day. When he says simple things, he'll tell us, turn TV off and pray. But I want to see the end of the Come talk to me over the word. I want to show you something. But I, 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 I. imagine the God of all flesh wants to talk to you. He wants to live his life through us. And we're telling him no. But there is a lifestyle of the kingdom. There is a lifestyle of the kingdom. And people need what we have. Don't think nobody is past God. Don't think anyone is past God. Don't think that. Uh, Sometimes all they're waiting to hear is that God loves me. And we'll hear the Holy Ghost, go tell him God loves you. Go tell him. Not me. That's my boss. No. No. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace. Introduce them to the kingdom. Introduce them to the same joy, righteousness, peace that you have. Oh, the joy we'll experience. Oh, the peace we'll have more and more as we obey and yield to the Holy Spirit. I want to pray. I want to pray. I want every one of us to really just examine our own selves right where we are. 
some of us, some of us, we may not even know him as Lord and Savior. If you don't know him as Lord and Savior, ask him in. He'll come. God is not a respective person. What he's done for one, he'll do for two. Well, yes, he will. He, Jesus said he, he loves everybody. He came for everybody. He died for everybody. There's not one of us on here that he didn't die for. So all I want us to do is ask him. If you don't know him, ask him to come into your life. Forgive you of your sins. Come and be Lord of my life. It doesn't take a long prayer. It just means let your heart touch his heart. When your heart touches his heart, I promise you, promise you, promise you, I promise you, he'll birth you into the kingdom of light. Oh, yes, he will. And you can start living the kingdom lifestyle. And if you're away from God, just ask him to restore you. Let your heart touch his heart. And if you haven't been walking according to the dictates of the spirit, let your heart touch his heart. The way to walk in the spirit, the way to operate in the kingdom lifestyle is let your heart touch his heart. So let's pray. Father, we love you this morning. We honor you. I thank you this morning, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you. You know, and I bless you. I appreciate you this morning for the truth of your word. There are those on this line who maybe listen to this broadcast today. They want to know you as Lord and Savior. Jesus, they want to know you. So I pray right now that you forgive sin, blot out transgressions, blot out transgressions in the name of Jesus. Birth them into the kingdom of light. We bless you for it this morning. We thank you for it. And Lord, those who may be away from you, restore and renew. You see hearts. Touch them. Meet them at the point of their need. And those of us who've been walking in the kingdom, and we haven't displayed everything like we should. Forgive us. God, and let us, stir us up on the inside. That we'll stop chiding with you even in the smallest thing that your yes will truly be our yes, and your no will be our no. And that we will let our light shine, that men and women, boys and girls, would see the beauty of who you are. And they'd want to come to know you, that you will be glorified through our lives. We give you glory, we give you honor and praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We thank God. Amen, amen.